Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and thanks very much for downloading another episode of the Glasgow's Game Podcast, aka GigPod. It's my first GigPod Chats 2 feature of the year. On this show, it will feature a man with serious anger issues who also has a sneering contempt towards Neil Lennon and a questionable hairstyle. But enough about myself. So I'm Stevie, and it's great to be joined by Tony from Four Tims and a Podcast. Tony, welcome to GigPod. Thanks very much for having me. It's good to be to be on the podcast. We had some technical difficulties. I, I didn't think this meeting in the minds was actually going to start, but between the pennies, we managed to suss it out in about what two minutes or something. We did all right, didn't we? And that was two minutes. Can you imagine if it, if that was Neil Lennon and John Kennedy? They'd be here all night. Still be here, kind of looking at their breath in the snow or in, when it's freezing, seeing how it looks, you know, all the exciting stuff they guys got up to. This isn't one of those, tell me where you grew up and who was your hero type of podcast, right? Let's just get right into this. So I know who you are. Uh, the audience should know who you are. We've got 30 minutes and we'll make it count. So Tony, I first off wanted to discuss the success of Four Tims in a podcast because starting out two years ago, you've now done over 100 episodes and you guys have gained a real strong following for not playing up to any gimmick. One of the things I notice is none of you have any egos and essentially it's the closest thing to hearing guys chat in a public before or after a game of football. So during the pandemic, your popularity has increased as well. Do you feel that you're sincere, raw, dynamic between the four of you. It's yourself, Darren, Andy and Danny. Do you think that's what's driven your popularity up in the last six months? I think there's probably a lot of dynamics that have led to, to people obviously tuning in. I, I check to see how many people have downloaded the episodes and sometimes you'll see like 2,000 people have listened within 24 hours and for me that's that's madness. Um, I think people do enjoy just listening to like-minded Celtic fans. I mean, if you found me doing the Gallagher at 11 o'clock at night on a Saturday had the pubs been open, I'd be spouting the same shite you hear me talk on on four times so as that is kind of how i've always thought it it would sound is like guys doing the pub just talking about the club that 
they, they love so much and we're all passionate about it. I think, and it's, I wish it wasn't this way, one thing that's probably led to its rise is the fact that Celtic are a mess. I think misery loves company. People love to hear other folk going after heed about the same things they're passionate about. I think that's played its part. No, I would rather we had zero listeners and we, we were twenty three points ahead. That would be that would be ideal, but unfortunately that's not the way it is. I think I think people just enjoy it. I think people can relate to it because we are just four normal guys that, that love Celtic. There's there's thousands of us or millions of us all, all around the the world that love the club. So I think there's been a few different factors. Um, that have contributed to it. I mean, early on, you helped us out big time. With the, you helped us get guests, like uh, Craig Burley. I'd done the interview with him for about three years, and I know a lot of people don't really like him, but that was brilliant for us. Uh, Martin Weekos, who you helped us get as well. So there was a lot of kind of things that all kind of went right for us in the early days. And then, obviously, there was a live show with Tom Boyd. I know you're going to touch on that. Um, so I think I, th- I think one of the big reasons that it's grown so much is that Celtic are absolutely fucking rubbish. It was a couple of days after I was fuming, right, when we lost to out to Rangers and that was at Celtic Park this season and I was listening to so many podcasts that I always do. But I think it was you guys that really hit the nail in the head with pretty much everything you said. It was, I think, for, with Danny saying stuff. Just wee things like, I remember it, 2-0 down. Aya celebrated, I think, Kent not making it 3-0. And he actually celebrated like he scored a goal. And I was so wound up by that. I listened to so many other Celtic podcasts that didn't touch on that. And then Danny did. And I honestly, I was nearly greeting listening to that going, finally, somebody, somebody understands. Um, but your entire show of where you, you just pulled no punches and you ripped into New Lennon ripped into the players that deserved everything they got after that day and I remember just saying you know what I snapped out of malaise I think in Celtic I was just going to run over the top of every team because that's the way I was for about three seasons because I get so complacent when not seeing where our failures were actually lying as a club and then I think it was probably that game and that week in particular that I remember listening to you guys like it was the first podcast I listened to ahead of anything else and then early November, the gig pod came back. And that's when, before that, I said to John, I went, look, Rizzo, we need to do something because I'm getting fed up shouting at a wall here instead of actually being constructive with Celtic. So yeah, the boys at Four Tims, they probably inspired gig pod to make a comeback. It's an honour. The, the thing is, with Gigpod, there wouldn't be any four Tims, so the two podcasts are going to be forever kind of interlinked. Um, so I, as I say, the, the early stuff, when we, the first episode we ever done was fantastic. I don't know if it's actually disappeared now. And obviously, we didn't know what we were talking about. We couldn't come up with a name. It was me come up with the four Tims in a podcast, which is actually in reference to four weddings and a funeral. It wasn't until afterwards I knew that Jonathan Ross had a skit called Four Poofs and a what was it, Four Poofs and a Piano? I didn't know that was a, a <laughs> yes. thing until afterwards. It was purely based on four weddings and a few known that's where it came from. The first kind of episode uh, I remember sitting and just as I said to you, just do it through my phone on Skype and Dan Danny called Kieran Tierney Tieran Kearney. And I've never laughed so much in my life. I thought, this is never going to fucking work. We can barely string a sentence together. And look, it's two years on. Still can of string a sentence together, but people tune in. You have been fairly critical of Neil Lennon this season. In fact, all you have, and 
what I think I've respected about yourself and the rest of the guys, of course, is that it's clear you're all hurting, and despite the anger and ferocity in your complaints this season, there's been an eloquence at the same time that you guys actually come up with solutions such as tactical changes and identifying personnel replacements before Neil Lennon even acts on it. Now, it's not an aimless rant, and it's always pretty constructive, so are you surprised with how many other fans have actually shown solidarity with you instead of gunning for you all, such as a particular blogger who's more than likely going to end up in a libel case with Angels after his latest nonsense? <laughs> uh, that blog, absolutely superb. I, I, I obviously get said that PC done last night uh, by Rangers fans that I know who were just loving it, enjoying it so much. That adds to their, their joy when they read stuff like that. And obviously done a piece of us, which was great. He summed us up perfectly in it as well. It got you more attention? He probably did. It was a big kind of, the, the, the bit at the end, of course, these guys are Celtic fans, of course, as if we weren't. It was just, he, that, and he made that blog out like it was a defence in your learning, opposed to, he didn't like the fact that I'd say he talks a lot of shit and people shouldn't, shouldn't read his stuff. So that's where that came from. We've never really acknowledged it since. I just kind of let that one go. Um... But no, I'm not surprised at all that people kind of agree with us because I think the, when Lennon got the job, it was a disaster. I remember walking back for Hamden and I was devastated when he got that job. I just thought, this is just ripping up the last three years and getting back to mediocrity. And I thought, this is insane. And I think a lot of people were the same at the time. So I don't, it's not like a big, oh, we told you so, look at us, Lennon's imploded. I think people, people have seen this coming a mile away. It's not a big secret. It's not a big um, surprise. So I, I, it doesn't really shock me that so many people agree that he should be removed for the position. I thought he should have been removed after the Rangers game. I think that's the first time I said it in the podcast. And I think if he was and we brought in the likes of an Eddie Howe, or, um, Come on, say Rafa. Say it again. Come on. I know it's hard, but you can say it. Rafa won nine in a row for me. See when this is all done. Rafa Rafa was the manager. That's the way I'm going to remember it for my insanity. <laughs> same, same with Danny. Rafa won the eight and nine, the quadruple treble and the treble treble. That was all Rafa. Um, that's the way I'm going to deal with it. Denial. But, but I think I think if we'd have went and get Eddie Howe on the, the 19th of October, um, I think we'd still be in the title race. I think, I think even before the Rangers game, you could see that we just won the at it and we won the hit in form. I think we got really we played awful against St Johnson. We scored the two late goals. We get the late goal up at Dundee, but I remember kind of tweeting out in September saying we're we're sleepwalking into a disaster against Rangers. And you get the usual people going, Oh, do, but is it we're playing Barcelona or something like that? You're like that's the kind of arrogance that they used to have, and look where they ended up, they've not won a trophy for 10 years, it looks as though obviously they will get one this year, but I think we need to be really careful, and we had to be careful there, it's too late now, we've made a complete arse it, and we need to just make sure we get second place, I know people will be listening and going, oh, we're definitely going to get it, and I said that recently, but I, th- I think we need to be careful, because there's absolutely... There's no positivity about the club at all, the players must be so demotivated as well. The damage that's been done by Lennon and the coaching staff it's not just about this season in terms of our big players jumping ship you've got to think about what other players are looking in going I don't know if I want to join that mess We things like that will add up because Celtic used to be able to attract right decent players and I honestly feel that if we go into summer and we don't recruit a manager well ahead of schedule if we go into summer either, <laughs> I don't want to think about even Neil Lennon being the manager for next season 
But if we only say recruit a manager a couple of weeks before the qualifiers kick off, and we've got all our best players leaving, I worry about the type of players we're going to be able to attract after that. I absolutely am worried. Then, I mean, what are we? The the twenty fifth of January. There's no even been a, a rumor about a transfer coming in. We're no longer the, the attractive club in Glasgow to come to, whether we like it or not. We used to be when Rogers was here. We, we were the team to come to, but I think across the city, people probably would probably prefer prefer to join Gerard the name than Lennon than us. And I must be honest, I couldn't blame anybody that would rather go and work under Gerard than Bill than than Lennon and Kennedy. It's, it's a kind of no brainer than us. So I, th- I think we need we need to be really careful the club as a whole. Because as it stands, they're going to suffer in terms of season tickets. A lot of players are going to leave. They probably won't get into the Champions League because the, the, the route we're going to get through second place is going to be extremely tough. So we, we need to be, I know people will be thinking this is doom and gloom, but we need to be careful for where the club's going as a future because what it takes is one title for them. And if they can build on that, we, it could be us that are sitting fucking lost in the wilderness for a while. I know it's a, a really depressing thought, but I think I just think the club need to wake up. And hopefully this review that's coming, which is a lot of shit anyway, is when they say, look, we're sacking the manager and we, we apologise for this season. And we're looking to bring in somebody a real pred- pedigree, the same as we did with, with Brendan Rodgers. Let's be honest here, right? We've both agreed here that things are indeed bad this season actually it's murder but Tony see if you had to pinpoint one specific moment that has had a cataclysmic impact on the season what one would you go for? I'd maybe say Fenn Varos and it was really early on in the season but I think that was a big thing that said to us right Neil Lennon can't be the manager of Celtic he can't take us forward in Europe he can't negotiate these tricky qualifiers if he'd have sacked him the next day I don't think he could have had any complaints after the disaster with closing Copenhagen and then he threw the players under the bus and Danny was the first person I remember making a really good point where he says he basically said all oh, these players want to leave and then sold nobody that's when he, that's when he first kind of unravelled and I think that would maybe have been the best point to go, no, what, Neil, thanks very much, but you're going to go a different way. That's just simply not good enough. But there's been loads of different ones. I know you've asked me to pinpoint one. When Rangers beat us 2-0 at Celtic Park, they've done it very comfortably. And I think they've done it with 10 men, because Morelos ran about that game just trying to get sent off. He didn't really turn up. And then there was a spark of pride. But I think I think early on in the season, that's what should have, that should have been when we went, this guy's never going to take us to where we want to go. He's never going to get us into the Champions League again. He's not going to be able to um, secure the finances that we need to dominate Scotland. And since then, it's just been a complete mess. I think the red flags were certainly there after Ferenc Faros, but I could put that down to just a a bad one-off game, right? Despite the fact that Neil Lennon had all the resources at his disposal for that and he was just so lazy and negligent with it. The Rangers, the Milan and then the draw by Aberdeen that week in October. Again, I could say, do you know what? It's a bad week. It happens in football. The moment for me that I felt there was no way back for Neil Lennon, and I am stunned that he's not only had a month, he's had pretty much two months after it, was the Sparta Prague away game, the 4-1 reversal, because that was the game, I think, Tony, I was looking for a huge reaction from Celtic. We all remember the the 4-1 defeat um, on the 5th of November, but the reversal in Prague was so much worse because we went a goal up, as you know, and it was just the way that we just collapsed after it. After all the talk from Lennon, Brown, Christie, 
McGregor before it saying how up for it they were, how they're going to fight and perform for their manager who was under fire and under pressure and the way that they just folded as soon as Sparta Prague equalised from that corner. It was the moment that I realised these players are just full of bluster and bravado but the reality is on the park they're not showing the fight for the manager at all, they're just going through the motions the manager's not getting the best out of them and frankly, would I even have the faith for the decency to perform for Neil Lennon because we know what kind of fucking manager he is I don't think I would Tony and these are top guys whose value is plummeting game by game because of Neil Lennon tomorrow will be <laughs> two months later and he's still in the job. It's, it's remarkable. It is. It's astonishing that we can sit and probably debate seven or eight different results this season that could have got him sacked. And then in two days' time, he's going to take the Celtic team to play against Hamilton Ackies while being 23 points behind. It is. It's, I've never heard anything like it. I don't understand it. I don't see why the club are so hell-bent and annoying 60,000 paying customers as well as the millions across the world that, that tune in. Um, I, I don't know if there's any argument left to keep him, other than, I don't know, he'll, he'll keep the faith, Sevco are going to die, I don't know, whatever these cunts say. I just, I don't understand it whatsoever. Um, he's never going to resign that whole, when he says, I'll, I'll hold my hands up, that was him basically saying, I'll never get to that because I'm Neil Lennon and I'm too good. That's He never thought it would come to this. I think that's the arrogance. I think the board's review was arrogant as well because I think they thought oh, he'll turn it round and uh, the review will be we'll get to keep him and it's just not went that way and now I think we don't know what to do um, he's not going to walk he said that and they I don't know what, what they're waiting on does it need to be a Hamilton Aki win would that even get him the sack I don't know let's not go there right now that's my next point but do you know I was looking through the list of managers in the league just now right and the worst part is I think it's undisputed Sadly to say this on a Celtic podcast, but Stephen Gerrard isn't just a better manager than Neil Lennon. Like he is, he's actually streets ahead of him. But see, when you look through that list as well, Tony, I would say there's a good three or four other managers in there in that league that are comfortably on a par or maybe even better. If we actually just talk real a minute, Livingston, who we drew with last week, they have genuinely got a better manager than Celtic. Aye, Davy Martindale, who's done really well, uh, and I hope he does get. F- past is fit and proper I think that's laughable the SFA get to decide who's fit and proper the absolute shambles they are but um, aye I think when you look he, he knows how to set up a team to play against superior players so he's he's done well Jack Ross his addition for the Celtic job was going brilliant he's trying to make sure Hibs are fucking on their ass before he comes there so that's what Lennon done um, the, the, the thing for me is that Gerard's learned um, Lennon hasn't he if you watched Gerard when they beat us 2-1 in 2019 at Parkhead it was a big running for the camera mad celebrations etc etc if you look at him now he's very calm and composed whenever he beats us it's kind of it's just very as if I felt expected to beat Neil Lennon that's fine even their fans have kind of learned as well I've got a mate who declared the league title over this time last year when they were two points behind but it won't say it's over the new when they're 23 points ahead. So, but I don't think, we, we've obviously learned absolutely nothing. And I don't know, but we've just seemed to go back the way. But I think there's, there is managers in the SPL, or SPFL, sorry, that are, um, that are much better than Neil Lennon. I don't think there's a, a club in the SPFL that would go for Neil Lennon if he was available tomorrow. I think he would struggle to get a job in football again. I don't I don't see how... And I think he knows that, and that's why he's hanging on for dear life. But I don't think there's a, a club out there that would go... 
Aye, Neil Lennon's the guy we want. Apart from us, for whatever fucking reason. Tony, it's Hamilton on Wednesday. The Celtic team are a riot. They can't beat Livingston's first team or the reserves, but surely, surely, Hamilton Ackies will be bodied and Neil Lennon, oh no doubt, go out in a high. I don't know. I mean, I can't say we complete conviction that, that we will beat Hamilton. We've been through that wee spell in December where things were looking positive and then Rangers beat us and then Dubai and fucking we've just went right back to the madness where the manager's position is always talk about 24-7 on social media and the press, etc. So, I don't know. I mean, I think we should beat Hamilton just be even, doesn't matter who takes the team, but nothing's guaranteed, is and that's sad to say. I mean, under Rogers, if you'd asked me we were playing Hamilton Ackies at home, you would go well five or six, and that would be it. You wouldn't even take, you wouldn't even think twice about it, and then you would wait for the game. But under Lennon, nothing's um, nothing's guaranteed. There's no there's no gimmies under Lennon now. He's completely unravelled, as we've seen in his press conference. He's digging his heels in. He's refusing to walk. The fans are desperate for him to go. There's speculation, there's Rafa Benitez, there's Eddie Howe, there's Frank Lampard, there's all these people that are linked with the job. It's just a toxic environment now that can lead to, to bad results. You look at Ross County done in the Cup, and they, they were not quite comfortably with the, the 2-0. And um, ironically, they've now sacked their manager because he wasn't good enough. So, I don't know, I mean, I think we will win, but I don't think it'll be a, I can't mind the last time we dusted somebody 5 or 6 now playing great football it's been a long time what do you learn from it as well it's like the Leo game It's like, it feels like pretty much any game now until the Rangers won in uh, the end of March feels like a free hit because realistically there's only really second place to play for and I know you were saying we've got to be careful I do feel it's in the bag simply Nothing to do with our uh, level of competence or anything, Tony. I just feel it's because, frankly, teams like Aberdeen and Hibs, as bad as we are, they are even miles behind us, I think. Aye, I mean, if if Derry McInnes manages to beat us to second, then I think I'll chuck it completely. But no, I, I, I take your point. I, I, I do think we will get second quite comfortably in the end, but I just think, just to know, I mean, we drop points to everybody, Livy and... It's just been such a disaster, so I don't want to come out and say it's guaranteed and in the bag, and then come me, somebody's taking a clip of my voice and go and get it up, you silly bastard. So, but no, I, th- I think I think we we will be alright for second. No, I was going to say as well, actually, in terms of obviously the rest of the season, I don't think we can allow Lennon to continue to coach guys like Turnbull and Sorrow because that's who we want to build our team around next season. And I don't want him to do any damage to these guys. And I think he's capable of making these players worse players. And I think Turnbull's an exceptional talent. And I would like to see him under a really good coach. I mean, see if you remember Armstrong under Ronnie Dyler. He was garbage. His confidence was short. He was playing in the left. And it was just every week I actually felt sorry for him. Then he brought in a great coach. And he turned him into a massive part of the team. I just think that we really, we should have done it months ago, but we need to remove this guy and bring somebody else in who can can get these players back inside, get them wanting to play for Celtic and have an actual plan for next season and this is where we want the club to be and this is how it can benefit you and your career and whatever else. I just don't think, I mean, what, what did the players think when Neil Lennon's in press conferences saying that 
the government are out to get us and the media are out to get us. I think I think the the thing about that press conference as well and how oh, this big thing about Dubai and it was a jolly and Andy Walker's to blame. See the people that hounded us the most for that trip was the fans. The fans were appalled by that. It wasn't it wasn't a media conspiracy that Christopher Julian travelled to the under, other end of the world while being injured and get COVID. That's not a media conspiracy. That's fucking stupidity for Celtic. That's what that is. Um, although he made some good points about the government and the hypocrisy, that that's fine, and I get that, but we should never have been there. So I just think it does sadden me when I hear Brendan Rodgers speak, obviously doing at Leicester, and then I see Neil Lennon speak, and I just think, who came up with the idea to replace Brendan Rodgers with Neil Lennon? It's just, and I've, I've said this a million times over, and it's just, it's utter madness, and it's... Um, we need to go back and get a big manager like Brendan Rodgers. I think that's maybe one of the worst things the board ever done for themselves is they brought in Rodgers and Rodgers showed the fans how good Celtic can be and how well we can be run. And it was hotels and new pitches and this is how we're going to operate, like a world-class outfit. And it was trophy after trophy, invincible seasons, Champions League qualifications. And then... Obviously, he left, and at the time he was called kind of a rat and whatever else, but I'm starting to kind of doubt that, and I think I think we didn't match his ambition. I think he was more ambitious than us, and that's why he left, I think. Um, I think Lawwell seconded him. That's that's genuinely what I'm starting to think now, is Peter Lawwell seconded him. Because he signed, whoever signed Marion Shved, it wasn't, he, it wasn't he Brendan Rodgers. I think stuff like that pissed him off, and John McGinn. Fucking spending the money in disco lights and whatever else. I think. I think he must have got fed up eventually. I know a lot of people are kind of still against him, but watching Neil Lennon every week makes me forgive Brendan Rodgers more and more. I must admit. The part we love it. I think you were making a point, the exact same point you made just to me there. Um, I think it was episode one one five, maybe one one four. You said it word for word. I remember just nodding in agreement that the more you hear Brendan Rodgers now down at Leicester, he seems like a man that's in total control, he seems like a man who is actually enjoying what he's doing, and he's not get you know, one arm tied behind his back, because Peter Lowell, ego is out of control, Brendan Rodgers, great manager, but again, an absolute egomaniac, but when you get the two together, and Peter Lowell is going to be the one to constantly win, it's, it's just going to end up in a mess every time, and that's what that situation was, Peter Lowell's never going to be the one for backing down, and frankly, the next manager we get in after Lennon, I'm a wee bit concerned if it's going to be, because we need a strong personality. We need a really, really commanding leader in that um, in that dressing room. We can't have another Lennon who just goes into rages, goes into wee hissy fits when he doesn't get his own way or lashes out of the media. We need a very strong personality there. But that's what I fear, who the Celtic board are going to get in, because they're most comfortable with a yes man and a personality that they can just manipulate. Oh, I completely agree. I mean, there's no doubt Rodgers is an egomaniac and some of his stories were brilliant. The Danny McGrain one, I know you love it as well, that is. We were meant to do a live show with Danny McGrain and it was booked in for the, the end of March and it was just before the the pandemic hit. It was just as the pandemic hit and we made the decision to pull the show and I, was, I had it in my head to introduce the show 
is before the show, Danny asked us if we still wanted them here, and it was just, <laughs> and it was in my head that that is how we should introduce the show, and I thought about this for ages and ages, and then we had to pull it, so hopefully we get to do that show, and that's probably how I'll introduce it, and so Danny didn't know if he still wanted us here, and <laughs> as long as I'm here, you're here, and then give myself a round of applause, but um, <laughs> I think the thing with audios, I mean, I back then, I was probably clapping away and going, oh, what a lovely man, this guy's fucking brilliant, this guy could fucking, he's the best guy in the world, but see when you're one of the invincible trebles, you, you can, you probably would be an egomaniac, when you're that good, you probably would make up stories about people getting out their cars to thank you for being a breath of fresh air and whatever else, so, that's all good and well, and, and, and you know what, I, I don't really have anything against so just now, I think, I think Lennon's just made me th- like Rogers and kind of <laughs> wish he would come back. First off, thanks for coming on GigPod. And if you can tell the listeners when they can hear and see more of you and your opinions on Celtic. Uh, if you want to depress yourself further, you can listen to Four Times in a Podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Podomatic, and I think it's on Amazon as well. Uh, some kind of streaming thing through them. So I, you can also get us at Pod Tims on Twitter and we're on Facebook and Instagram. So we kind of keep updated and you'll see our rantings and ravens as we argue with uh, Celtic Daz about Neil Lennon. <laughs> so uh, if you want to see the meltdown continue, you can get us over there. Thank you, Tony. So this has been another Gig Pod Chats to. I'm Stevie. Thanks for listening. And a special thank you to Hamish and Lee who stood in for me recently while I was unavailable to be on with Rizzo. So we are everywhere. You get your podcasts and soon we're going to be on Instagram as well. I'll handle that side of things there while Rizzo does the Twitter. So we're on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get them all. A wee rating and a review wouldn't go amiss. And we'll see you next time. Hail, hail. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.